All right. And we're live for the first time. For the very first time. Oh, my goodness. Adrenaline's, like, pumping right now. Uh, I was a little sweaty walking in, and I think I'm sweating more now, so. I feel like I've been anticipating this day for a long, long time, man. It has been a long time. It has How long? Been a time. Like, a year? Yeah, I think, yeah. The first time we walked in here was, what, was last June? No. Last September? No, because, no, it wasn't even last it year. It wasn't even a year. Yeah, it was, it was this year. No, like, no, no, no. Uh-uh. COVID was last year. Right. Well, still this year. Still going. I'm, and, I'm going. Yeah, and this year we haven't been here. So has it been over a year? Seems that way. I don't have my other notebook because I have notes of when we came the first time. But okay. Yeah, so well overdue. So I'm super yeah. excited. Right. Super excited, man. All right. So, I mean, uh, I, I will let you go first. You know, introduce. We're going to introduce ourselves uh uh, kind of say what the show is going to be about, our stance on pretty much life in general, uh, and then, you know, go from there. Just kind of feel our way out. And, uh, yeah. All right. So uh, just to introduce myself, um, I go by a couple of different names, but here you can call me Misi or Misi Me, uh, whichever you prefer. Um, a lot of people know me as the poet, the artist, the Arthur. Um, I do write as well, so that's another thing I'm notoriously known for. Um, I also have a, um, I don't want to call it a nonprofit because it's not technically a nonprofit, but I do have an organization that I created called Mom as well, which is something that I also do. It's targeting mental health, uh, specifically in the black community, but we help abroad, but we target the black community about mental health awareness, things like that. Um, let's see what all, I, I do a lot of stuff, man. I dibble and devil in a lot of good stuff. Um, so, uh, let me see what else. Uh, I got super social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, it's Meesey underscore me. And that's M E E with two E's for the me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of those are going to be the same. Snapchat as well. Um, and then uh, I'll give you my Facebook here in just a moment. Um, I think that's all I got as far as my introduction goes. I'm sure. gonna let you take it away, Dash. Okay, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'm Dash. Uh, my social media is not up at the moment. I had some trouble with Facebook from somebody had my password in Florida. Hackers. And of course, now that Facebook and and Instagram are connected, that just threw away my whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. So I I lost a lot of my content because I wrote as well. Um. So, yeah, but once I get it back, it'll be at the Dash in Dallas. So Dash in Dallas is going to be uh, my tag. Uh, and the, the vision I ha- uh, that we have for this show, really, is just like an it's an open platform show. It's like it's about progressive. Uh, it's progressive in nature, actually. Right, right. You know, because we're not, I mean, even though we are pro-black, I think it's just we are advocating for everyone to be, you know, treated as an eagle, right. for sure. For yeah, sure. as humans. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just here for that. Uh, and, yeah, I'm just ready to have fun. So this this is going to be our first episode here. And uh, take us into what we're going to talk about. Before we do that, I forgot something that's super important. What's that? Um, I said that I write, right, guys? Yeah. So I got a book coming out, actually. That's oh, something yeah. I got to plug. I got to throw that plug oh, in there. Yeah. Yes, I'm a plugger. I do that. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I got a book coming out. Um, title is Focus the Wake Up. So be on the lookout for that. Um, very excited about this project. This yeah. is something I've been working on for a very long time. Yeah. I'm talking uh, a couple of years now. Right. Um, something that I've visualized since I was a little kid. So to actually see this start to come together is super exciting, man. And Absolutely. to be able to have a platform where I can talk about oh it. God. Man, this is amazing. This is like yeah. perfect timing, man. Really yeah. super perfect timing. So I'm super excited about that as well. So. so- Totally, yeah. totally unfiltered, uh, you know, as the podcast game grows, everybody's just having their own opinions out there. And it's so liberating to have that. Uh, it's like a safe space. I mean, of course, right. people are going to attack you from the outside, but you can choose what you let in. Uh, and yeah, it's so I'm so grateful to be not only doing this because this is my dream. Right. Right. Like right. to be living your dream is one thing, you know, what I mean, but to be doing it with good people such as Absolutely. yourself is, is amazing. So, Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so yeah, you said you want me to hop into the first yeah, topic. Yeah. All right, we just gonna we gonna go straight. We gonna go straight there. So um, the first topic we're gonna talk about today is actually gonna be the um, black dollar. Yes, black the consumerism. Black dollar. Yes, he's gonna be your technical person, right? I'm gonna be a raw. What we call it? We call it the black dollar. He called it something else. Okay, yeah. it's the yeah. same thing. Okay. Yeah. So um. <clears throat> 
So this is something that I actually kind of did a little bit of research on um, for my book, actually, because I was kind of curious about how money flows in our community. Mm. I'm one of those people. I watch patterns and I notice um, how people spend uh, spending patterns. And I've always noticed, even when I was a little kid, that we spend money fast. Oh, yeah. Um, you give me five dollars in. Five minutes is gone. Yeah. I've already spent it. If you tell me you're going to give me $5, in my head I'm already figuring out ways to spend that. Yeah. Um, so that kind of, um, since I was a kid, that just kind of sparked my interest. Yeah, so I'm like, okay. Old people used to have a saying for that, be burning your pockets. Yeah, money's ex exactly. Your pockets. Money's burning your pockets. We can't even fold the money up because we don't <laughs> hold it long enough. Uh, shout out to J. Cole, Mo Money. He spent a lot of real knowledge uh, in that song, if you haven't checked it out, one of my favorite songs um, because again he talked about um, money in the black community which is our topic today that black dollar so one of the things I kind of wanted to get into is how long you guys think the black dollar lasts within the black community right within right. our own community and what do you mean by that I was just about to say and so yeah. for those that don't understand what I mean what I mean by that is <clears throat> you have a lot of black business owners, right? We have black people that have products and services, right? Yeah. You shop at a black-owned store. You shop at black-owned everything. You might be that person that say, I'm going to spend all my money with black people, right? That's keeping the money within your community. Um, <clears throat> some people actually, you know, when, you, when you're shopping, you may spend money outside of your community. You mm -hmm. may go to a different community and, and buy some, let's just say some flowers from mm -hmm. a certain community. Um, that money has now left your community, which is the black community, and it's now into this new community. Mm. Um, the time between you obtaining this money and spending this money is the amount of uh, time that it is the amount of time um, that the money is within your community. Yeah. So with that being said, I actually have to do some research because I'm like, I just know, you know, we helping each other. We support black businesses. So yeah. I just know. We keeping the money in our community for some a little bit of time at least. Yeah, uh, you would hope. And you know, part of uh, me growing up, because I grew up black, right? Right, so, right. You know, you know. But there's always this thing where you feel like, oh, if I go to the mall, I'm not gonna go to the hood mall. I'm gonna go out to Frisco. Exactly. And, you know, you just want to be around that element. It's weird. Yeah. But you know what? Let's be real though. Those malls have better quality stuff. They have more options. So yeah. it's kind of like sounding systematic. We'll go there yeah, later. We'll do, we'll <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So I got a little, I got a little chart of statistics here, but I kind of want to see um, what you think before I give the answer. Okay. So I'm gonna actually tell you how long dollars circulate within their own community, right? Okay. And then I'm gonna have you tell me uh, before I do that. I'm gonna have you tell me how long you think uh, each ethnic groups. Um, money stay within their community. Mm. All right. Okay. Now this is probably gonna be a little shocking. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little shocked. Okay. Um, okay. So we'll start with uh, the white community. How okay. long do you think the dollar stays within the white community? So just as an, just at an outside view, you got. I mean, I'm looking at the the uh, quality of life and the way they live. So right. it's like, okay, you got. Uh, you got the home, you got the private school, maybe. I'm not trying to, you know, be overtly, you know, biased here right, or right. prejudiced. But, um, you know, go to college and everything. So I would say, let's say somewhere like Highland Park, I would say that money would circulate ah, maybe about a couple of years before it makes it out. I mean, maybe. I mean. Oh, wow. Okay. You, you got some big, you got a big span there. Okay. You yeah. got a couple of years within their own community. Yeah, maybe. So you don't think they shop? Outside, Out, yeah, outside uh, of their own community. I mean, honestly, I think you know that group, uh, select group, has everything they pretty much need. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go against that, and I'm okay. gonna say the opposite. And it might be because I, I kind of know the statistics, okay. but but if I didn't, I still would say something differently. And the reason why I say that is because I know, and again, um, this is not to be a racist or anything or target mm. a community, but this sure. is just speaking facts. Sure. Um, the Asian community are creators of everything. Let's be real. They okay. create everything. Yeah. So even if the white consumer is buying things, majority of that's made in Taiwan and it's made in China. So technically speaking, you're not circulating in your community. That's true. That's in their community. That's true. You even have, um, you really have, you even have 
white business owners who hire um, minorities from other countries, right? So again, you got these minorities making your uh, materials, and then you're, yeah. you know what I mean. So you're, yeah. really, are you? Listening? I'm just saying. Yeah. That's how my mind goes. It's like, yeah. okay, yeah, you're spending that money, but you're not. Let's be real. White people not making. They're not making the product. Yeah, they can yeah, afford true. to purchase the product, but they're not out here wow. in the in the shops making that product. Yeah, the Asian community is. Yeah. So if you were to ask me before I even read the data, I would have told you I think the Asian community has the longest standing dollar because yeah. they create so much, and it's not just for one group. It's yeah. for. Multiple yeah, groups because think about much. the things that we buy from the Asian community, Absolutely. and I'll go there in a second. But yeah. just think about that. Yeah. So you still want to stick with a couple of years for the okay. white dollar? Well, okay, you know, given that circumstance, so let's say because I, I'm not sure how the range is. is calculated. Okay, you know what? Let me do this. I'll do this for you. Okay. It's not. It's a year is too much. That's too much. Okay. Think days or weeks. Okay. All right. So in that in that aspect, I'll say maybe three to four weeks. Three to four weeks yeah. in the in the white community. Yeah. Okay, it's 17 days. 17 so days. almost two weeks. Wow. Now, I'm reading statistics according to um, a document that I pulled. It's called The Value of a Black Dollar. Um, it's on uh, NashawnAlexanderMedium.com. And I have another article that has the same chart on uh, TheFamilyMoneyOnline.com if you want to read those statistics. So they okay. say that about 17 days, the, the money stays within the white community. Wow. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. what do you think about that? You think you think that's that's kind of low? You think that's I feel, low? I feel like that's really low. I, I, yeah. with, with your with your metrics, what you're saying a a, a year, I can see how you you'd say that. Yeah, I mean, because like I said, you know, with the example I use with Highland Park, you 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 look at this place. Even if you here's a fun exercise for everybody: if you've never been to Dallas, type in the Google Maps Highland Park. Right. Yeah. And it's literally a small island in the middle It'll, of Dallas. Literally. Right. I'm not going to lie. Like when I first came to the DFW and guys, I've been out here since 2010 um, in the DFW specifically. But I moved to North Dallas um, in 2015. And that was my first time um, just really driving around these parts of Dallas. And so I went to your McKinney's and your Frisco's and your, your Princeton's. And I'm like, man, it's nice out here. Mm. And then I keep going and I run into this random area in the middle of, like you said, in the middle of Dallas. And it just looks like money. Yeah. It just looks like money. And it's just yeah. like, man, this is, this is unheard they of. They have their own fire department, own cops, yeah. own everything. It's, it's that, yeah, that's, that's a different way of living. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to lie. That's, that's some nice living. One day we'll, we'll be there, man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be there. All right. The next community we have, um, the Asian community. Okay. How long you think the dollar circulates? All right. So if we're going off our assessment from earlier, right, say, right. let's say 21 days. Close, 30. Wow. They have the highest number. Wow. Yeah. The the dollar stays within their community for at least 30 days before it makes just, its way exactly. out. Exactly. And that's wow. how they're able to maintain their economy, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Now, and again, these is don't don't shoot me. I'm just a messenger and yeah. I'm gonna read the stats. And if you don't like the stats, then let's be the change we wanna see. Right. How long do you think the dollar lasts in the Jewish community? Jewish people see maybe eighteen days. Close, twenty. 20 days. 20 wow. days. 20 days. All right. How long do you think the black do or the black dollar? How long do you think the dollar lasts in the black community? Okay. Uh I would say maybe 14 days. 14 days. Yeah. Man, I don't even want to tell you. <laughs> you know, I don't even Man, I don't even want to tell you. I'm embarrassed. Lay it on me. I'm embarrassed. Guys, the black dollar circulates and lasts within our community. Six hours. Wow. Six hours, guys. Six hours, bro. So that means you get paid, you go to a couple friends' house, y'all yeah. play basketball a little bit, and you're like, oh, snap, I need to go buy some shoes. And then you go to the store, and boom, now your dollar is no longer within your community because you're not buying uh, specifically black-owned. You're going to Foot Locker or yeah. Foot Action. And yeah. again, you're not circulating the money within your own community. So let's unpack that a little bit. Let's do it. So... You know, and I'm just being real. I'm I'm only going to speak from 
my life, right? Right. This is the most experience I've ever had with anybody's life. It's my own. So there's been times where, you know, and it, it really depends now because my friend group has evolved. Right. Same. I used to have friends where all we would do is go out and drink every weekend. Right. Like every weekend. And then, you know, looking back now, yeah, the bar that we went to, it wasn't a black bar. Exactly. You know, uh, and even if it was, I mean, honestly, still, what kind of mindset is that? But, yeah, you know, so other than, I mean, obviously shoes and stuff like that, like, why, what's the, what's, what, what do you think our mindset is behind as soon as we get paid, we have to give that money away? Um, I think it's the... Um it's a couple of different things, and sorry, this is probably the the psych major in me, but yeah. it's it's a um, it's like trauma. The trauma we dealt with as slaves. Let's just be real. Mm. I didn't want to go there, but I'll just take it there. It's like we've been there's been so much taken away from us, right? Mm. Um, we've everything we built. Everything we build gets taken away from us. Um, as soon as we start building something, as soon as we have something, Wall Street, uh, mm. Black Wall Street, they rip it away from us. So mm. it's like we're playing this catch-up game. It's mm. like, okay, we spent our whole lives wanting nice things. Mm. Now I got money to get those things. I'm going to go buy all that shit. I'm wow. not going to lie. Like, wow, yeah. I used to think like that. Like I didn't grow up with a whole lot of money. Yeah. And so when I went to college and they start, let's just be real, they start throwing all these refund checks. I'm like... That's the most money I ever seen. I want a right. new outfit. I want right. a nice phone. I want nice things. I've never yeah. had these things. I've never had this kind of money where I could do that. Right. And so you see the black community, you see us spending this money um, without thought because yeah. we're not taught. A lot of us were not taught financial literacy growing up. We're not oh taught how to, how to manage our money. And I was one of those people. So I'm, I'm, I'm in school and I'm just spending money on things yeah. that I've always wanted that I really don't even need right. just because I'm trying to feel that void. Yeah. And it's like, I'm constantly chasing this, this high of man, I got to have that man. Yeah. They got the new this. I got to. And it's like, at some point for me, I had to think like, okay, this ain't give me nowhere. Like, right. what about a savings account? Like, yeah. what about emergency, you know, money? Right. What about investments? How are you going to keep your money going? You don't yeah. want to work a nine, for, nine to five for the rest of your life. That's How true. are you going to? And that's when I start digging. That's right. when I start looking up stuff because I wanted to figure out how to stop that. Um, I don't want to call it a generational curse, but yeah, that's really what right. it is. Yeah, it's yeah. a generational curse. I wanted to figure out a way to stop it. So that I can help other people stop it because right. the first step is realizing that that's a problem. Right, absolutely. Realizing that getting money and immediately spending it is not always a good thing. Right. You're stimulating the hell out of the economy, economy oh, yeah. but yeah. not the black economy. At the expense of it being expensive. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, how do you how do you make other people see it the way you see it mm. or understand it like that? Cause you'll have people to tell you, I don't care. I don't care about right. the economy. I don't care about stimulating the black economy. I'm on my J's. I want my right. Gucci. I want my, but at the same time, it's like, okay, we're looking at all these material things and we're looking at flashy things. And it's like, it's meaningless at right. the end of the day. If it came down to it and I'm just going to be real, we live in this kind of time. If it came down to it where you only had to shop within your own community, what mm. would you do? Mm-hmm. Because you're buying things from other communities. You're Absolutely. buying from the Asian community. You're buying from the Jewish community. You're buying from the white community. You're buying right. from the Dominican. You, you're buying from everybody. Right. So it's like we have to figure out how to keep the money within our community a little bit longer. Mm. It makes the value of our dollar stronger. Six hours um, is insane. Man, I'm not going to lie. When I first saw that, I kind of brought a tear to my eye. Um, the first list I saw, which I couldn't find, but I saw a long list. Mm. And we were still, like, the lowest wow. um, as far as the, the circulation of our, our money within our own community. And that's the problem. Yeah. I think uh, about, truly. Think about this. So, and this is for anybody in the comments, if, if we post this as a clip. What is the most money you've ever had in your bank account at one time? I was in college. Yeah. I was in college. Again, refund balling. Yeah. Like I, 10, like 10, 10 racks. Thousand? What? $10,000, $15,000. Wow. Max. And again, you get that money. Yeah. And you're supposed to pay your bills, like yeah. your, your rent and your, your books and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to college. I'm a first generation college kid, you know. Right. So I don't have a whole lot of knowledge on how this stuff works. So. Right. 
You put $10,000 in an 18-year-old's account, I'm finna go to the mall. I'm finna go eat. Now, I ain't gonna lie. I wasn't the shopper. Like, I wasn't gonna go shop. Like, I was finna go eat out. I mean, out every day. I mean, lobster. I mean, mean steak. I mean, shrimp. (laughs) I was that person, you know? So, nobody told me, oh, you need to save that. Oh, nobody was telling me that, right? Yeah, no. Um, The most I was doing now, this is the one thing I was responsible with. I always pay my rent up. Sure. If I didn't do nothing else. Yeah. But all the rest of that money... I'm blowing gone. that. Wow. And again, nobody teaching me right. financial literacy and, and how to budget. And yeah, it, it took me years to get to that point. But right. if that was something that was introduced to me a little earlier, right. then I would have managed my money a little differently. And I yeah. probably would have been, fur- I know I would be further on in life than I am, but I'm grateful for the journey and the process because I've met people like you who yeah. helped me a lot with uh, money management and things like that. So for me, I, I think our community Needs to hear stuff like this. They need to hear how how short of a period of time the money stays in our community. That's something I feel like, you know, even if it's not taught in schools, it should be talked about at home. Exactly. But see, the problem with that is it can't be talked about at home if you don't know. That's true, yeah. That's the thing. A lot of people don't know. Like, for example, you didn't even know six hours. You yeah. thinking 14 days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't know, you don't know. That's why they say ignorance is bliss. Yeah. So if you don't know... As long as the black community does not know that we're at the bottom as far right, as the do- right. the value of our dollar, yeah, we're going to keep spending the way we spend. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I actually saw another um, pretty interesting statistic on um, the value of a black dollar or the how the black consumer helps to stimulate the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, I read this article that talked about how the black community, how Actually, how companies or corporations actually target the African-American community specifically because we like to, as soon as we get it. Let's just be real. As soon as they dropped stimulus checks last year, everybody was buying shoes and clothes and food. And it's like, I mean, technically speaking, they needed the the economy to be stimulated, but there was other ways. Did you hear about the PPP loans? (sighs) People buying Gucci and Forget that. I heard about the people buying houses and cars, man. Yeah, again, if you don't understand money management, you don't understand that, you do things like that. You go and you buy luxury homes that you can't afford. You go and you live above your means because yeah. you don't understand what you're doing. Yeah. Man, listen, when you helped me get on a budgeting system, I realized how much money I was wasting. Oh yeah. And it wasn't until I saw my money that I realized, man, you ain't broke. You just don't know how to budget. But <laughs> the best part about a budget and people like that, it's like a bad word, right? Right. But the thing about a budget is it's not telling you like what you can't do. Right. It's actually showing you like, Here's the money you actually do have to spend. Right. If you just figure out a better this, way to spend it. Right. Yeah, then you'll be okay. It helps you spend your money better. Like, we have this. Okay, so I was just telling uh, Chaz this, the, like, a couple weeks ago about how my mom. Now, I will say, my mom gave me some man- money management skills. She mm-hmm. gave me what she had. Right. Um, and she was very big on making sure your bills pay. So, that's one of those things I do. Yeah. Like, you ain't got to worry about it. Them bills going to get paid. Absolutely. Now, we might have to eat a can of beans, okay? Hey, it's okay. But them lights going to be on. That water right. going to be on. We're going to have a roof over our head. Absolutely. We're going to have something to drive, right? 100%. That's how I was raised. Yeah. I was not raised to go shopping. That's something that's very new to me. Yeah. Um, again, my wife tries to help me um, get better about buying things for myself because I'm always like, okay, no. We got to pay a bill. It's like, okay, well, you can afford it. And it's like, okay, yeah, I'm not penny pinching anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, because I budget my money now, I know where things are. Yeah. My mom used to have a checkbook. Let's go old school, right? Oh, yeah, man. But before the debit cards and credit cards, and I know a lot of y'all don't know about that. That was like the 80s and and before. Um, Credit cards and debit cards are a very, very new concept for those of you that don't know that. Um, Along with credit scores, all of that stuff popped up around the early 80s. That's not something that's always been around. Do not let these old people, these baby boomers lie to you. (laughs) They did not have credit scores when they got that mortgage for $200 a month. They did not have credit scores when they bought that $15,000 house. Don't let them lie to you. This is a very new concept. This is the kind of information our people need to know. They don't oh, yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, so, again, my mom, um, she never really had a, a debit card. She always had a checkbook. So yeah. she would keep up 
with her money by balancing her check her checkbook. Yeah. Now, for people that don't know, what that means is you're keeping up with the deposits and the withdrawals yeah. um, within your checking account. That way, you know how much money you have available to spend. Right. This was pre-mobile um, devices. This was yeah. pre-apps um, where you could just download. Check your just, account balance by right. clicking like, on it. Like, oh, here's my thumbprint. <laughs> check my balance. Oh, here's my face. Check right. my... No, you had to... Keep, know. You had to keep that stuff on paper. Right. And if it wasn't on paper, you could call a phone number and an automated person would tell you your transactions. Remember, like, I, I mean, obviously, we're, all, we're both showing our age here. It's fine. <laughs> Cell phones weren't popular until I was, well, it was... 2005, 2004, like yeah, I was when everybody in, started getting I was about them. to say, I got my first cell phone in seventh grade, and I was in, that was 2005. Wow. I was in seventh grade, yeah. and I got my first phone. It was a track phone. I was excited. Track phone was I had amazing. 300 minutes. Yeah. Um, I had 300 text messages, yeah. and um, yeah, it was a good time. It was right. a great time to be alive. <laughs> Wasn't a lot of coverage um, on them calls, but right, hey, no. you yeah. know, that text would come through. So yeah. it was cool. All that, you know, before, yeah, before all this was, uh, started balancing checkbooks was like I think that was a course taught. Yeah, they actually taught. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. They actually taught that in school. Now I do think it was an extracurricular yeah. type of thing, but home it wasn't exactly. Yeah. It was like home economics. It wasn't a um, requirement, but it was an option. Yeah. And I feel like I'm not gonna lie. I personally feel like it should be a requirement because you're required to navigate in this life and spend money yeah. and get insurance and and you know all of these things. They don't teach you failure taxes. Like you're required. To do these things in life, right? Yeah. These are life skills. But you're not required to learn these things at school. But you're yeah. required to learn Pythagorean theorem, which I have yet to use at almost 30 years old. Yeah. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, seriously, I feel like that's a course that should be taught. And if it's not taught, I feel like the community, we have a responsibility to teach yeah. um, people Again, financial literacy and financial responsibility. If you don't know, you you can't make a change. Yeah. I didn't know the importance of budgeting yeah. until I did. So that's, again, that's one of the reasons why we're doing this. Because some of you out there probably didn't know that it was important to budget and to know where your money was coming from and going. Right. Some of y'all probably, listen. You don't know how many times I've randomly checked my bank account and had a charge on my account that wasn't mine. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that our generation, we have it, like I said, bad, just sliding that card mm -hmm. without a thought. And then it gets down to $5. You're like, dang, I'm broke. And then we, we don't bother to go through the transactions and see what's going on with our money. Right. You might have had a transaction on it that wasn't even yours. Right. But again, my mama kept a checkbook. She always knew when something oh, wasn't yeah. right because she balanced her stuff. If it didn't match her checkbook, she would go back through to figure out where she went wrong or who's wrong. Yeah. But this day and age, we don't really do that. We just kind of. Oh, slide, oh, slide, oh, overdraft. Right. Oh, no problem. They'll protect that. It's so many <laughs> safety nets yeah. on top of that. It's, it's, it's wow, yeah, man. The relationship with your money, I mean, if you're a single person, it should be like the number one thing or one of the top things. If you're uh, in a relationship, yeah. hello, it's yeah. still, it's very important. If you're in a relationship, definitely um, talk finances. It's going to come up eventually anyway, so you Absolutely. may as well go ahead and have those conversations. A lot of the time, the reason why those conversations are uncomfortable because we don't have money management skills. Yeah. And so we're normally embarrassed about the amount of debt we have and about, and about how we spend our money or we mismanage our money. Yeah. A lot of us live above our means, and again, when when you show your finances, it exposes you. Mm. It, and some people are a little vulnerable when they're exposed to that mm -hmm. magnitude. So mm -hmm. they hide it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, eventually that's going to come to the surface and you're going to have to deal with this. So you may as well deal with it from the top. Yeah. So if you know you're $100,000 in debt, talk about it. Yeah. Figure out a plan on how to yeah. how to pay that stuff off because at the end of the day, it ain't going nowhere. It's real. It ain't going nowhere unless they get rid of the credit system, which is not going to happen. No, not when so it's so profitable. You exactly. Know, I listen to Dave Ramsey and he, you know, like you said, debit cards and credit cards are relatively new. Very new concept. Uh, and debt. As it's been marketed to us is new. Very new, man. We are trillions of dollars in debt, man. And like, what's funny is to who? Like, okay. 
we made this up. Listen, I'm gonna be real with you. That's one of those things. That's one of those, <laughs> one of those cloud uh, type of conversations. Yeah. It's like we hear all the time: America is trillions of dollars in debt, and it's like, okay, who do we owe this money to? Mm. And then you'll hear, oh, student loan debt is like trillions of dollars. Like, who the hell do we owe this money to? Right. And where are y'all even getting trillions of dollars to even loan us right. for um, a country or an economy that has no money? Um, I don't understand that. That doesn't make sense to me. So when I hear things like that, I'm just like, okay, let's just go print more money. And they'll tell you, oh, it's not that simple. Right. And then that's when it gets very gray. Yeah. Right. It gets very gray um, when you start looking at that. Um, I'm starting to, to dig more into money and um, just currency, period. Um, not even just physical money. And I started going back to the barter system mm. and how they used to to, to trade uh, skill for skill type yeah. type thing. And I be thinking about I got hella skills. Like I should be a, a, a zillionaire. Forget right, trillions. Right, I, yeah. I think about that, and I think about how we, in so many ways, we undersell ourselves because of the market we're in. Mm. And I saw a TikTok, and I meant to send it to you, about this girl who talked about how freelancing was going to become a popular thing mm. because a lot of um, companies don't want to pay for health care insurance anymore. Oh, so yeah. they're going to hire freelance contractors. And, of course, you can create your own price yeah. for what you know whatever you're contracting, but you're not going to have vacation time. There's no more PTO. Because um, who are you getting PTO from? Oh, you're a contractor. Yeah, you don't right. get paid time off. You off. Yeah, you just, you take just off. off. Yeah. So you got to make sure that your contract is, you know, fat enough for you to take care of your expenses. That's true. And still live within your means. Yeah. You have to, and depending on how long your contract is, you have to make sure that money can stretch you over the course of that time. Yeah. Um, and then you have health insurance. They're not going to offer that. That's crazy. So. You have to have your own insurance. Yeah. It's not like we have universal health care here. That's true. So that's expensive. Mm. And you have more, there's more uh, corporations moving towards that because it's cheaper for them. They ain't got to pay your insurance. Yeah. Where do I sign up? That's also why they outsource overseas because it's cheaper. It's true. Way cheaper. And so that's why you have a lot of foreigners on the phones when you call customer service centers because it's cheaper to have them take the calls than to have an American take oh, the yeah, call. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, I could create a, a, a call center and source it out. Yeah. And they give me $300,000, but they may take that same call center in a foreign country and give them 3000 American dollars. You know what right, I mean? And exactly. it's like... Yeah, y'all know how this stuff go, man. Yeah. So I say that to say this. If you haven't been looking into um, what's going on with the economy, you definitely need to. There's a lot of stuff that's going on that's going to affect us um, as consumers. So definitely pay attention. Yeah. Um, I was looking at another um, article also. Again, I, I, I read a lot. It's good. Surprisingly, I'm sitting here thinking about this out. I don't like them. I actually do read. I'll be telling people I don't even read. <laughs> yeah, I do. I actually do read. Um, I read a lot of articles because I like to research things because I like to know what's going on. Yeah. I'm very uh, inquisitive. Like, I just want to know. Like, tell me. Yeah. So I saw an article that talked about um, the president giving more food stamps. Okay. I don't know if you heard about that, no. but apparently he's um, pushing for more food stamps. I don't know if you heard about uh, a couple months ago, he had gave like, couple grand per child like people's getting like two three thousand oh, dollars yeah, in food stamps like yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. people like oh my god i got five thousand dollars in food stamps yeah it's like girl what do you need with five thousand dollars in food stamps exactly. a it's month a like come yeah. on man absolutely so i was thinking about this and i'm like okay they need the economy stimulated but they don't want to provide us with stimulus checks yeah actual money cool let them figure out a different way to stimulate the economy without getting their fingers dirty mm. Now, they know, we know it's illegal to do certain things like sell food stamps, sure. right? But they know people still going to do that shit. Yeah, that's true. And when you sell it, you're selling it to people, and let's just be real, to a lot of people that don't have money management skills. So what they going to do? You give them 250 they going to go buy them J's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what is that doing? That's still stimulating the economy. Yep. So at the end of the day, the government is still winning yeah. because they have us doing their dirty work, their illegal work, which is selling them food stamps and spending that money that you got from the food stamp money to purchase other yep. goods and or services. You're going to get the so cash somehow. Either way, the cash is coming because you're turning this, um, these stamps. I hate them. I hate that word like food stamps, yeah. whatever, but you're turning this, um, this food card into physical money. Yeah. 
even though there's you can't physically touch the food stamps, but they say hey, it's it's two thousand hollow dollars on here. <laughs> you give me two hundred real dollars, right. and I'll give you two thousand if you know fifty cent on the dollar. But you know you right. hear that from me. Yeah. But yeah, right. <laughs> what I'm just saying though, it's like now I just gave you two hundred real dollars. Now you are gonna take that two hundred real dollars? You're not gonna save it. Let's just be real. No, you finna go spend that. You might go to a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. You might go to the store and buy some clothes or buy some shoes or yeah. you might buy the latest CD or go to a concert. Who knows? Right, right. But the money is being spent. The mm-hmm. The economy is being stimulated. Yeah. Either way you look at it. Same with the child tax credit. Same thing's going on. Y'all giving money and you got some people that's using it for child care. Some people using it for other shit. Yeah. Either way, the money's being spent and that's what they need. Right. And again, y'all have to realize and this is something I was going to say a second ago. I know we talked about it. The African-American community were targeted when it comes to marketing. Yeah. So I read an article that said that says that they spend $4 million mm-hmm. a year. Well, some companies spend about $4 million a year specifically to market to African-American communities, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, y'all put that much money into marketing to us? That's why we see things like Popeye's and you see super black people like, yeah, eat this chicken. Or you see <laughs> your uh, sweeties at McDonald's or your right, Travis right. Uh, Scott's at McDonald's. You have all of these black people advocating for these these corporations, right? They're they're pouring millions of dollars into black advertising because yeah. they know that you're going to spend money. That's true. You see sweetie, you finna go buy a sweetie meal. Right. If, if it didn't work, they wouldn't do it. Hello. Yeah. And guess what's happening? They spent four million but they finna get 40, 50 million times that yeah. because we're going to go spend it faster than we can think about it. Yeah. And they know that. So they don't mind spending that kind of money on the marketing because it's going to come back a million fold. Man, that's I terrible. think that's the scary part, honestly, because we're like we're used as puppets to make to make other groups rich. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, at, at the same time, you know. It, it it's all it's all marketing and predictability, right? Right, right. So it's all based on data. They know if or at five o'clock in this neighborhood, McDonald's sales go up thirty percent versus lunchtime or whatever, right? Uh, and they and, and that's what's funny because we have Channel Eight here, Channel Four here, mm-hmm. and uh, you know those antennas or whatever they only go a certain range right right right. and so channel eight in dallas is not the same channel eight in san antonio right exactly so we are getting different advertising exactly that's so crazy but at the same time we're getting different different advertising but the same yeah man it's the same purpose exactly it's 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 targeted yes and it's we make it easy because we like to spend but see and that so now that you say that why do we make it easy? It's because, you know, I don't know if anybody has really looked into the Matrix as more than a movie, right? Oh, I definitely have. You already know yeah. me. The Matrix is just not for fun, okay? Yeah, that's like, a movie. If you haven't seen that for, you know, in some years, definitely check it out again. I watched yeah. it a couple of times uh, recently, and again, man, right. that's a deep that's a deep movie for me. Yeah, real. with an open mind, you can see that people are literally moving about Without thinking. Yep. Without thought. And it's like once you start, once you set a pattern, because we're we're as humans, we live on patterns right. and, and, and routines. So you would say, okay, well, before I go to work, I gotta stop by Starbucks and get my coffee. Then you know, I got Netflix, I got Hulu, I got Disney Plus, I got HBO. All these services are able to go into your account at any time and take what they want. Yep. Okay. And then you're left with the rest, okay? And so after all that's done, whenever we are marketed to, I would think about that, like uh, Black Panther, right? Mm -hmm. When it first came out. It was, I mean, of course it was shown all over the world, but I mean, I I remember seeing Instagram videos of like black people showing up in like daishikis. I mean, honestly think about how much we help the marketing. Man, listen, listen. I, I talked about during this time. I don't think I knew. Did I know you yet? When did Black Panther come out? What year was that? Oh, I don't think I knew you. And no. I think it came out either the year we met or the year before. It was probably the year before, yeah. When Black Panther was, when we were anticipating the release of Black Panther. Because, you know, originally it was like, oh, Black Panther going to be four hours. And I was like, that's fine. I'm watching all that shit. Yeah, right. But when they finally made the final cut, 
there were so many black people, right? Because, again, black people, when we do things, we go hard. Okay? Sure, yeah. Issa Rae said one time she said I'm cheering for everybody black I'm rooting for everybody black and I felt that okay and we (laughs) that's my wife man as soon as I saw awkward black girl she did oh yeah you don't be on social media yeah man she got married on you she snuck and got married she eloped whenever he inevitably messes up wow Y'all see that? I'll That's crazy. I'll Y'all see there. how they pray for our downfalls? That's crazy. Listen, it is what it is. When I saw Aqua <laughs> Black Girl, because, you know, we'll get into this in my personality later on in the series. Right, right. But I don't think women are funny. And I say that lightly because, <laughs> yeah. of course, people are funny. But in the, in the comedic genre, there's a running gag that women aren't funny. Yeah, we'll and, chop that topic up yeah. for when sure. When I saw Issa Rae and the first time Aqua Black Girl... With the nappy fro, I was just in love already because she made me laugh. So, but go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> now I forgot what we was talking about. You know, uh, Issa raid me. Uh, you Issa raid me. I know. I didn't know you was going to go there. Like, oh, I love her. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't know that was happening. <laughs> that's why I had to go ahead and tell you. Yeah, she Black got married Panther. on you, my guy. Black Panther. Oh, yeah, that's right. Black Panther. So, like I was saying, she said she was rude for everybody. Black. That's how the black community felt collectively, right? Mind you, this is around the time when we're dealing with um, a massive amount of police brutality cases. We're dealing with masses massive amounts of hate crimes and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. So we're at the point in life, we just won't see black people win, man. Like, (laughs) I don't care who you are. Like, I'm clapping. I'll be out on Twitter like, yes, black boy. Yes, black girl. I'm that person. And... I just I remember I remember being in groups of friends and talking about going to see the movie. Yeah. And I had people that don't even like comics. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to see Black Panther. That's how massive it was. There was a big group of black um cast members, right, in this mm. movie. Notoriously known cast members. Not no little bitty, you right, know, C D list. I'm talking some A list actors right. and actresses on in this movie. Yeah. And so you have a big community of black people they want to see. For one, um Michael B. Jordan, he was not in Marvel movies or anything like that. He had his own lane and his own fan base, right? That's true. And you already know your fans follow you. Mm. He gonna be a Black Panther? Mm-hmm. We watching Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You know how many girls drool over Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. You know how many girls was in that movie theater? They didn't care nothing about Wakanda. They was in yeah. there for Michael, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't care nothing about that. They wanted to see him. They came to see him. Yeah. And then you have some girls, same thing with Chad Bozeman. They they came to see him. They didn't come to see a comic. They came to see these black men in this movie and these black women in this movie. Mm. I ain't gonna lie to you. I I don't know a lot of the women's full names, so I'm not gonna even say their names, but they didn't just come to see the black men. They came to see those black women, too, that were playing those roles. Wasn't Angela Bassett in there? Angela Bassett was in there. Yeah, that's right. There's this lady. She looks like Viola Davis, and I know she's not, but she she was in that movie, and I don't know her name, but she is really good. She was in The Walking Dead. Um, You know her. Is that her? Yes. Wow! Yep. I didn't even, and I, I didn't even watch The Walking that. Dead for real. I just I've seen so many clips. I know that face. Yeah, that's her. Wow. I remember when it came out, the Walking Dead fans were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about her, but yeah, like again, that fan base yeah. they coming absolutely. So you have this big community of black people showing support, not off the strength of they fuck with Marvel, but off the strength of they fuck with black people. Oh yeah. So they're rooting for black people. Black Panther changed the dynamics of comics honestly because i yeah. see way more black people getting into comics and anime and things like that i see way more oh yeah i see the power in what we do absolutely we get on the screen we shine and we got people dressing up like like you said people yeah. was talking about bringing collard greens to the oh, theater yeah. and people was in dashikis and yeah. head scarves and wraps and walking around with maracas and man, it was a dancing thing. and man and, that's, and i say that because you know we do that, and I mean, of course, that made Disney hella money. What? And we, they look, got bank. Look, Disney owns ESPN. Look, look, let me tell you something. You heard what you're saying? Think about that. That made Disney bank. Think about if Tyler Perry, if that was like a Tyler Perry Studios right, type of. Exactly. That's what I mean by keeping money within the black community. That would have made millions for that black studio, oh, yeah. which would have created millions of opportunities Absolutely. for up and coming actresses and actors and producers right. and so on and so forth. 
That's what we mean. Absolutely. A lot of y'all talk noise about Tyler Perry and make jokes and make fun of him. That man making massive moves in our community. Yeah, I got my own take on Tyler Perry too. You know, not not him as a person, his productions, and I. Have I mean, a bias. I, I mean, I, I feel that, and I'm not yeah. saying that I'm just like a super. I like all his movies, but I I like what he does for the community. Yeah, he yeah. provides opportunities. Yeah. Um. He provides. Yeah. He provides opportunities, and I appreciate that. And he makes sure that our black our black actors and actresses stay employed. Absolutely, 100%. and I respect that. Like, you ain't never got to watch a Tyler Perry movie in your life, but guess who watching them? Right. Guess who think he funny as hell? Man. Guess who his biggest audience is when it comes to his box office tickets? Yeah. It ain't us. It ain't us. Look, you know, okay, and I'm not, I swear to God, <laughs> I, I love everyone. And so when it comes to, there was a speech, I'm not sure who, who gave about it. my hospital cup. Oh, I'm not sure who gave this speech, but they said, you know, so we're talking like, let's say black music, right? They say black music sells more than any other genre Correct. Correct. around the whole world and it sells more than people's native music. Right. That, but right. yet we're willing to sing for pennies a record. And it's see, so crazy. See, and that's another reason why black people, we need to get more involved in things. Oh, yeah. Um, and when I say involved in things, I'm not talking just entertainment. I'm talking even politics. Like, yeah. we have to get more involved. The reasons why, the reasons why they're able to do that is because the, the, the people at the top mm-hmm. don't look like us. The yeah. people in those positions that can make things happen don't look like us. Yeah. And so the only way to, 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 to counter that is move them people out of that position. Yeah. Period. Like, you got a lot of people that get in bad 360 deals. Oh, man. They don't read contracts. They see fast money. They see dollar yeah. signs. They don't understand what they're really signing. Yeah. So now they broke on some TLC shit. Oh, my God. You got Travesty. people taking can you got people taking advantage of you because you don't understand the business side of right, things. Absolutely. And so for me, I've always thought it was strange that we were entertainers for everybody, yeah. but the poorest, yeah. according to statistics. Like it don't make right. sense. Right. How is it that I can entertain you to this magnitude, but you ain't paying me what I'm worth? Oh, look, you know, don't get me started. So, you know, and even with I can close this, even with uh Sports. I think about like Rich Paul. Rich Paul is a, is a basketball agent, right? Mm-hmm. He has LeBron, and they mm-hmm. have a business together. And you would think, you know, in that in that field, there's not a lot of black representation, right? And these agents that are really good. I'm, I've I've seen like Italians and Jewish guys, right? Right. But there's not a lot of black representation. And so when it comes to basketball, where black men make up, I want to say about at least 80%, of, no, 70% of the league, you got your Europeans. Right, right, right. So why, why, why don't we have agents? Think about the Olympics, right? Man, look, <laughs> look, you know, with the sports, not, you already I'm know. I'm not saying here. this any type of way. Okay. Back when there was a lot of brutality and things like that. And I know, uh, as a progressive podcast, we don't want to harp on things in the past, but we do need to talk about the facts. Right, right. This country at a time at that time uh, was deeply divided uh, with semantics, right? So it was like criminal intent or whatever. He was a criminal. He was this. He was that. Or she was this and she was that. When I think about the Olympics, right, and how I think I read an article that said somebody got either fined or. Or uh, discipline for doing like a black power fist on uh, in the top three. What? Yeah, look. I mean, I'll look that up here in a second. I feel um, like I, I feel like I remember. I feel like yeah, I remember somebody this. Somebody got in trouble for that. I feel like I remember that. Yeah, and so I wondered all the black athletes are representing the country, and then even further than that, black people in the military, you know, fighting for this country that kind of on a frequent basis shows that we're underappreciated. Yeah, don't give a shit about you. I'll say it. Don't give a shit about you. Yeah. They don't give a shit about you. <laughs> and it's, it's tough, you know, to wake up to that realization that we have done the work for this country literally since literally. day one. Right. Yep. Uh, and to get on a, a national platform and Simone Biles go kill it and she'll have, she'll have to say, hey, listen, I got to back out. My mental health is like, I don't feel right. And to get slandered, man, you don't hit a you don't hit a sensitive spot because That's I had to get off social media, man, because there were so many people um, on this whole 
she shouldn't have quit and this is not about her it's about the team and she's representing the country and it made me think about how selfish we are um we don't think about the impact that things have on the people that's actually doing it everybody's like counting on this one person to carry the Mm. team Mm -hmm. it's a team Let's say that she did a a flip or a tumble or whatever, and God forbid, she breaks something. Mm. And she had no choice but to be out. Would you still be saying, fuck that, do it anyway? Right. Your mental health is, if not more important (laughs) than your physical health, right? Yeah. Because if your mental health ain't right, you can't even physically control your body. But that's a whole nother conversation that's a little deeper than this right here. Yeah. That's that psychology major in me. Y'all might feel that a couple of times slipping. But I'm just saying. We got the whole Shikari Richardson deal. Yeah. Yeah. But she get the run soon, though. That's good. And I I mean, I. I think that everyone remembering how Michael Phelps got down exactly and was able to compete, and that's the and that was the <laughs> argument. And again, uh, we don't try to make things about race, but some things you, when you look at the facts, it is race. Right. Michael Phelps, and for those that don't know, he was a swimmer. Yep. He was a swimmer, a very great World swimmer class. at that, an Olympian swimmer. Okay, he smokes weed, a lot of it, and they still let him swim. Yeah. it was all in the news, but he still swam. Hell, Lil Wayne made a whole rap about this man going for the gold. Let's talk about it. (laughs) They still let that man swim, though. Yeah. He was a white man. Yeah. Just saying. Shikari was a black woman. Yeah. A gay black woman. Great at what she did. Great at what she did. It's not like she took a performance enhancement substance. Right. Yeah, let's be real. That should slow you down. Oh, yeah. If anything, y'all should have been expecting her to <laughs> run slower. That means she probably can run faster than what she did. Yeah. If she can lean, I'm just saying. Hashtag slower Shikari. You uh, know, hashtag, hashtag um, she's still running. Absolutely. She's still going to get Super to run. So. She's from Dallas. Yeah, so Dallas stand up, man. Immediately, she's in, in top 10 for me. I'm not even from Dallas, but I live out here. I've been out here for 11 years now. So Dallas stand up. Yes. For sure. Shout out to Shikari out here making things happen. Yeah, represent for Dallas is for sure. Um, well, I mean, even though we got a little bit off track here, uh, honestly, with, with black consumerism, you know what? I closed this, but I want to read this one thing. Go ahead. Here's your takeaway. Black consumers are the number one ethnic group in watching live TV, playing game consoles, mm-hmm. smartphone media consumption, and streaming audio. Okay. I can believe that. So we're number one at at receiving this this information. Right. Okay. How do we turn that? How do we change the narrative? Because right now that narrative can be shifted negatively. Right. Oh, they, oh, they're all they're always in their phones. They're always at home uh, watching TV. Whatever. How can we, as a people, as a culture, as a unit, shift the narrative to making that positive for our black dollar? I oh. mean, we could share anything. Sharing is a click of a button, but somehow right. it's like a. Community action It's like now what um, Honestly um, We just got We got to figure out A way to To get actively involved In the community It's one thing To share a post Like you said It's one thing To, to click a button And watch a YouTube video mm. But getting out here In the community Like physically Getting out here In the community And talking to people Because again You got a lot of people That are not going To tell you They need help um, Because they're Embarrassed They don't want to Ask for help They're scared They're shy Whatever the case is Sometimes you just Got to lay things out In front of people yeah. I've been at I've been in, in the space where I kind of I want to do community work like I just want to get out in the community knock on doors like they used to do back in the day like yeah. you know hand out information like hey we from you know whatever group that we decide to come up with the name let's just say for the for the sake of this conversation we from the flight group right. um, what we do is we help black families uh, become financially literate here's what we do here's what we offer like I don't know, like something like that. Right. Even if we hold like a free seminar um, and we post, uh, you know, bulletins everywhere to let people know to come to this seminar to learn about uh, economic stability or financial literacy or whatever the case is. Um, And in those meetings, of course, we'll talk about the value of a black dollar and show them the numbers. Yeah. Again, if people don't know. Right. Absolutely. They don't. what, What can they really do? And not only knowing, it's like have that conversation, man. Um, with your friends, like if yeah, you if you feel absolutely. like your your friend group is 
is all about going to spend money. I'm not saying stop hanging out with your friends. What I'm saying is, you know, that all the proverbs, you know, that's the reason why they're proverbs. If you hang around four broke people, you'll probably be the fifth one. Exactly. All these rich people that hang around each other, they trade secrets. Yeah, they stay rich because of that. Yeah. They trade se- secrets. And it's the same thing with broke people, but it's just on a on a broke exactly. level. Exactly. Yeah. You are like these cliche sayings are not really cliche. You are the company yeah, you keep. I, again, I talk to Jazz about this all the time. I talk about how I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Never. I want to be in the room amongst people that are smarter than me, people who can give me knowledge of things I don't know. Yeah. Um, I used to be the smartest person in every room growing up, and I used to pride myself in that. Yeah. But the older I get, the more I understand I don't want to be the smartest person in the room all right, the time. Right. Sometimes I don't mind because I have a lot of knowledge to kick to a lot of people, right. but I don't know everything. Right. I'm still growing and learning. So I try to surround myself with people who are already where I'm trying to go. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I'm continuously trying to figure out a way to network. Yeah. I'm continuously trying to figure out a way to get groups of people in a room that are like minded that have the goal and the vision of being successful. Because when I say like minded, I don't mean you gotta agree with everything I say. Right. Because I cuss a lot. And a lot of people <laughs> ain't gonna agree with that. Um but okay, it's not gonna change what I said. Right. Um I'm not looking for you to agree with me. I'm looking for people that want to be successful because you can probably kick me some knowledge that I don't know and vice versa. Absolutely. And then we'll be able to learn and grow from there and share the knowledge. Right. That's a goal of mine. Right. But you got a lot of people out here that ain't willing to share secrets or you got a lot of people that want you to pay for the secrets i give a lot of free game yeah. and that's mainly because like Issa Rae say I don't, i'm rooting for everybody black i want to see everybody right. win and not only that not the people that don't want to give away secrets really you got people out here who actually don't want you to the crabs in a bucket mentality yes they don't want to see you make it either which is nuts to me because how does that affect you how does me being successful affects you negatively i don't understand because that because they're they know at, at one at one moment you you wake up one day and you you realize that you feel like you're down here okay and if if you know somebody else is down there with you it gets comfortable true this person levels up you feel like you're gonna be alone nobody wants to be alone we're not made to be alone so yeah then that happens to just trigger this this sense of you know just uh dissatisfaction which sucks yeah, that's where that hater mentality comes yeah. from. I'm not familiar with that. That's probably why that was just new <laughs> to me. That just made my head hurt. Um, I don't do that hateration, holleration business. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in everybody winning. I'm the person that scroll on social media and I see strangers and I'm crying real tears because I'm happy. Like, it's my mother or it's my cousin. I'm that person. I'm so in tune with my community. I just yeah. want to see people win. Absolutely. And, and again, beyond my community... I just want to see people win. When I yeah. see positive things going on in any community, yeah. I want to see people win. I want to see people doing good. And that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. But I know for me, I have to start within my own community and build up. Absolutely. And so that's one of the reasons why flight is a thing. Yeah. Um, I don't even think we told people what flight stands for. Man. No. And you know what? Since we're pretty much out of time, yeah. let's talk about that now. So flight was an idea uh, that was birthed into... Um, uh, into this uh, Right But it all started From an idea uh, Tamisha and I Or uh, We're along the same lines of, of thought When it comes to uh, Where we put our energy Like Where do we Where can we be most useful Where will we be the most happy And I think We would be the most happy Free You know From Putting our energy Where we don't want to put it So right. One day we just like Hey you know what One day we're just gonna Go to the airport I'm just going to wake up one day, go to the airport on a Thursday, and no bags, no nothing. We're just going to go look at the board and see what flights we want to take. And we're just going to get on the plane and go, and uh, we'll buy clothes when we get there, and then we'll come back. That's going to be a lit time, too, when we do that. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of that kind of birthed this like this whole flight experience, this fight move, this flight movement. And for those that don't know, which is probably everybody, um, flight is actually an acronym. It actually stands for fight like it's going to happen today. So that's what this whole thing is about. We're about giving you guys knowledge and wisdom so that you can do the necessary work to make sure that you can make things happen. So 
that means putting in that full force work like it's going to happen right now. Like if I told you, if you fight like there was no tomorrow, you'll get a million dollars at the end of this. You're going to fight like it's no tomorrow. That's what flight is all about. We're about fighting like it's going to happen right now, today. Not tomorrow, not next week, but today. So that's what this, this whole podcast is about. That's what this movement is about because this is beyond a podcast. That's what this whole movement is about, man. It's all about... Setting people up for success, giving them the tools that they need to be successful, and making sure they fight like it's gonna happen today, man. Absolutely. Shout out to you for using my real name on the on the <laughs> on the recording. It's all good though, because we'll they need my Facebook. Out. They need my Facebook anyway. <laughs> oh, that's My true. Facebook. He said my real name. I told you to call me Missy Me, but like I said, I got a lot of names. Tamisha. That's my name. That's she, my that's government. That's the studio. So yeah, so you can find me on Facebook. It's Tamisha. Uh, that's T-A-M-E-S-H-I-A um, Space Me And that's M-E-E That's two E's Never forget that Last name is Arthur A-R-T-H-U-R Not like a writer But like the cartoon character So that's Tamisha Me Arthur For those that are looking for My Facebook profile um, Again if you want to find that mom page There's a link on my personal page To get you there as well I give out a lot of resourceful information Regarding mental health Within the black community specifically yeah. but again I'll help anybody that's looking to get some type of mental health resources yeah. um, if that means um, giving you information as far as the, um, the the things that you have available to you or if that's just you hit me up on the mom page inbox wanting to vent about something again I got a degree in psychology I'm not a psychologist but I do have a degree in psychology so I do have some tips and some helpful things to help you navigate if necessary yeah. And that's all I got, man. Sweet. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Next and, time. Uh, yeah. Peace out, everybody. All good.